1: morning Liz good morning Debbie how are you today I am a good uh, I am not good <laughs> <laughs> you're a good cog a good, <laughs> I'm a good cog you're a cog Liz and I were talking before we hit record this morning about how we feel we are cogs <clears throat> in the wheel that's right and how I'm gonna make a business card that says I'm Debbie Rood I am a cog mm-hmm so, and and in the we, wheel of life.
0: Right. And the reason that we were talking about that is because, you know what, good morning Dancing with Skeletons. Good morning everybody. <laughs> we're so happy to be here. Um, but today we're going, last week we talked a little bit about creativity mm-hmm. and just doing it. Just doing it. Not necessarily for the acclaim, just do it for, yep. f- because the world needs what you have to create. Absolutely. Whatever that is.
1: Right, yeah, it's, out if it's there. <laughs> inside of you,
0: then it needs to come out. Um, and so we talked about that last week, and today we're going to talk about a couple of examples of people that we know who have followed their bliss as yeah. far as their art and yeah. it's working out. For yeah, them. yeah. Um, but. We, the choir got back together last night after we, uh, taking
1: a week off. And after having just a fabulous experience singing at, across the street at our iconic Tower Theater. Yeah,
0: and this is a community <coughs> choir of people... Um, of a certain age who mm-hmm. uh, want to get together and sing, and we're just having a blast. I think the youngest, yeah. we've talked about it, I think the youngest might be around 40 and the oldest around 80. Yeah. So it's super fun. Yeah. But, um, Uh, uh, There was a woman who came in last night who sat next to me, an incredibly beautiful, tall, thin, sophisticated Mm -hmm. woman. Very
1: much so. I'm
0: going to guess she was close to 70. I'm I'm going to guess she's retired. Mm -hmm. She had the most amazing blue eyes. She was just so beautiful. Um, She's new to this area. Mm -hmm. And she came to the concert at the Tower Theater and said, I want to do that. And so she's here. Several people showed up last night wanting to be a part of this artistic endeavor. And so she asked me what I do. And I told her, and she said, oh, so you're part of the institution here in in Fresno. You're part of the art institution. And I'm like, um I I don't know. I was, I think <laughs> Debbie is an institution, but you know, I'm and so Debbie and I were just talking about this and we decided that we are
1: cogs. Yes, I don't I don't picture myself as any kind of <clears throat> institution. Maybe I should be in one.
0: But, <laughs> <laughs> but we are truly cogs <laughs> in the wheel of art. Yeah. And in the, uh, the art community yeah. that that goes around in this town, and I consider myself a cog, and I consider myself um, an important cog. I yeah. mean, if I were gone, I know that there would be a little bit of a hole, but somebody else would come along and fill it. It's okay. There'd be another cog. There's 3D printers. A 3D, <laughs> 3D exactly. printer. Exactly. A image of me could be Exactly. Printed. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy being a cog.
1: Yeah. I do, too. To tell you the truth. I actually do, too. I. You know we've talked about this before i enjoy being part of a team i mean in our Mm -hmm. choir i guess i would be the leader Mm -hmm. but there is a team that i get advice from and different things and it's not and i and i know it's not all about me and you know obviously and i know you know that too It's, it's it's never been all about me it's about it's about what gifts and graces i have that i can bring to others and help lead others and you know help others have a creative experience and spiritual experience and i would mm-hmm. say that that show across the street at abbey road was or, or i mean at tower theater doing abbey road was you know in in a cer- certain form spiritual Absolutely. everyone singing together and communally like that and the it felt like the whole energy of that whole room was just on fire yeah, and,
0: and I think that's the very definition of spiritual mm-hmm. is just the coming together of, of mm-hmm. like-minded people or or inspiring a like-minded kind of thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it doesn't have to be about God or about, you know, so, so much of the time the word spiritual yeah. is used to mean something religious. Right. But spiritual is just a connection of of the spirit, yeah, to yeah. connect with another a being
1: or with one another yeah. in a spiritual form. Yeah, and, and I believe that that happened. I, that night. I think that happened too, and and uh, and I think that's why I I sort of feel like because a lot of times when a, a big event like that, you know, I'll have like this weird letdown afterwards, right. where I almost feel depressed for three or four days or something. And I honestly haven't had that. Right, I. And part of that is because I'm sort of on to the next thing. Yeah, we I touched on this a little
0: bit last yeah, week as well. Yeah,
1: I'm yeah. tired, but not yeah. but not yeah. like just drained or something. Which which brings me to what I did yesterday. Yeah. Because I have a sense that my brother, I don't know that he'll have a letdown when this story I'm going to tell you afterwards, but I know that he has worked his butt off. To do this thing, so my brother, <clears throat> um, he's about 15 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. We didn't grow up together. He mm-hmm. we have this we have the same dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, just a very very creative individual. He's very smart. He's got a master's in rhetoric. He's um, in rhetoric. In rhetoric. Uh huh. So he's um, that's fascinating. Yeah. He's, he's been to school in Germany. He's got different degrees. He's got a beautiful, lovely wife that we all adore <clears throat> um, who likes to sing. And during COVID, I went on this, did this karaoke thing with her on Zoom. It was really super fun.
0: Oh,
1: my. Um, so Christopher is his name. He has a he has a band. He lives in, in Los Angeles. He has a band called Ward. Um, he's he reminds me of. Um, Kind of like you, you uh, two a little bit. There's a little bit of that in there. And growing up, he loved you okay. two. When I watch him perform, I'm looking at young Mick Jagger. Honestly, he's just <laughs> he's just really, really, really dynamic when he's performing. And he's a songwriter, and okay. and <clears throat> so he's put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours into his music career. And I and I know that he's still doing that, but. The, this other thing that he has started doing is, and I, I don't even know that, I mean, I certainly didn't know that he had these skills, but he is a carpenter and a master craftsman. Okay. And he decided. He's
0: actually done some work for you. No, that's my brother,
1: your, Seth. Oh, your other brother. That's my brother. Oh. That's my brother, Seth. Okay. Okay. So he's a like handyman contractor kind of a guy. Okay. Christopher is... Um, um, so say you have a 100-year-old house in a particular style, and you need to replace the windows, and you want those windows to look exactly like they were 100 years ago, Christopher can build them. Oh, wow. Custom, just... They're, it's just beautiful. So he has an eye for detail. He just, really, really yeah, does. That's awesome. Um, he, he's remodeled his bathroom, and he's just really, really talented. So okay. in in Pasadena, and I, I, forgive me if I get some of these details wrong, but I want to say for the last 57 years, they have a thing called Pasadena House. Okay. And what it is is this... this group of designers and people, they they choose a house and in this case, this year, it's this mansion. It's called the Stewart House. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, a 25-room huge mansion in beautiful downtown Pasadena where all the mansions are. And all these different designers put in their pitch to get to do one room. It's very high-end. It's very, very high-end. Okay. I don't know how many designers you know audition, quote unquote, yeah. for this gig, okay. but you know, twenty-five or so get picked, okay. and they each get to do a room. And so my brother got picked. Oh my gosh! He got chosen.
0: I, I, I suppose he had to submit a portfolio. He did. And, he had to
1: submit yeah. his idea yeah. and pictures we, of work. He'd done what for. he was doing okay. exactly. So he got picked. Um, I should have brought the book. Yeah. Because because. Um, you know, there's a whole feature in there. and um, So I, I, I'm i going to say this, and I don't know any of the other designers, so I, I can't speak to what kind of research they did in terms of what their design was. But I know that my brother, he specifically researched the house. He researched the couple that bought and built the house. He researched it to, to details of when they got married, where they went on their honeymoon, he, I mean, because I guess they were a, you know, some kind of high society couple. So he was able to research. There's a house that's named after them after all these years. Yeah, but
0: it's probably an important family. It, yeah.
1: yeah. So he was able to do all this research, and so he incorporated into his design all these details and aspects of their life. Wow. So they liked to travel. They went to specific places. So he had artifacts from. Places that they went. The wallpaper on the wall was this hand-painted wallpaper that was just stunning. That reflected nature and being outside. But the stunning, stunning thing, and the thing that he's wanting to, um, you know, um, sell—not sell, but um, propel his yeah, his, yeah. Um, career
0: forward. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: is his his woodworking mastery he this table is in this very interesting shape and there's all this inlaid wood and it and it's supposed to kind of represent a dragonfly so when you look at the inlaid wood you can see an insect in this table and then the legs if you can picture a bug leg that's oh. kind of spindly and and kind of crooked,
0: right?
1: That's how the legs are. Oh
0: my god. And
1: the the in the middle there are these two legs that are kind of intertwined. I'm I'm showing Liz with my fingers <laughs> this these intertwined legs yeah. to to represent their marriage. Oh. And they're, you know, of being intertwined kind these of wrapped around Yeah. The oh wow. I mean, it's just stunning and and then he built this book There was a couple different pieces. um, So what room in the house was his? It's called the like it well it would have been her art studio is what or like her sitting room or study or I mean there weren't it wasn't a library there weren't books or anything but it was they showed a picture of what the room looked like when I guess they were living and then what it looked like before just kind of this blank space right. and then you know how Christopher did it right. so um, it was just it was spectacular and one of the highlights for me you know I didn't get I just I literally drove down there to run through this house quickly because I just didn't have a lot of time yeah. but when I got there You know, Christopher was like, can I walk you to your... No, 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 you need to stay in there and talk to the people. You need to be, you know, don't, I'm, I don't want to interrupt you. Just do your thing. So I just kind of stood off to the side and, and this young lady came in and, you know, I, I got to watch her tell him exactly why his room was her very favorite out of the whole house, you know, and it, she was just very specific. And she, it, it was clear that she's a designer herself. I don't know if she was a designer of one of the rooms, but mm-hmm. um, a designer because they spoke that language. They could talk about, I don't know, whatever architects yeah. and designers yeah. <laughs> verbiage they use. <laughs> but um, but it was just, it was really cool because Christopher was extremely, he had um in intention in how he did that room right. and to see other people who don't know him come in and recognize that intention just right off wow. was was pretty cool
0: wow
1: so uh so of course the hope is is that you know all these people will come in and want him to build them a table i said well christopher what if 85 people want you to make them a table how are you gonna do that do you have any help yeah. And he's like, well, I'll cross that bridge, you know. And and he has a shop. He has a shop in his in his home, in okay. his outside, in his garage. He's got a nice all the tools and stuff he needs. And yeah, I mean, he just right now, he's just a one man operation. So you know, right. like I said, if he were to get a bunch of orders, you know. Yeah, so he needs some help with the
0: sanding and the staining and the I mean, he, sealing. He, he, there's yeah. some things that, yeah. that
1: other people can do he that might don't need, require all the artistry. <laughs> exactly. He might need a little finishing help or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So um,
0: And so you guys didn't grow up together, but it, did you see in him
1: when he was very young this artistic bent? Well, <clears throat> I would say um, because I was a musician and kind of trying to do my thing at the time, and he was... Both my brothers from that side were budding musicians. Okay. And so I think they both kind of saw me and maybe looked up to me a little bit because I was doing that too, trying to, you know, was a musician, and they both had interest in that. Um, Christopher took his further than my brother Justin, but my brother Justin too. They're just both very, very creative young men. And, um yeah, it's really, really fun to see that, you right. know, really super fun to see see him blossom like that. But yeah, Christopher and I, during COVID and during all the fires, we wrote a little song together and we lyric put together a video. And, yeah. and so we, we, we've tried to work together a little bit.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, see, this is just someone who just has been brave and putting his ideas out there absolutely and has been honing his craft mm-hmm. quietly he's just been a cog in the art you know yep. in the art world yep. and he's just been honing his craft perfecting the things that you know that he can perfect mm-hmm. and then he was brave enough to present an idea and he was chosen and he implemented it yeah. and yeah. i think that that's <clears throat> you know i think that a lot of us who are artistic as soon as we get our first or second or third, um, you know, denial, refusal, right. Or, or, right, right, then right. we just kind of walk away. We give up. Right. And we don't say, wait a minute, there's something, there's something, and the right person is going to see this, and it's going to be okay, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of us give up. Um, but
1: or know, or never even try never
0: even try because mm-hmm. we're insecure or we just don't
1: think the world wants what we have to give right right yeah so he's yeah I'm very I, I felt very very proud of him and um, you know he's he's doing his thing yeah that's and awesome. he's pursu- he's pursuing some passions and he's trying different things and you know trying to figure out well he is figuring out all the things he's good at you know yeah. He's also he's a really good illustrator he's got pieces of art that he's done and uh, just all kinds of stuff wow. he, he uh, a couple years ago he he auditioned for a uh, 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 Shakespeare King Lear thing and he got picked and he went off to Europe and they performed King Lear I think it's King Lear and it, I don't know what part he had but um, wow. it, it's some castle over there and just yeah I mean he's just. He's, yeah, he's a Renaissance man for it, sure. He totally
0: is. Yeah. He totally is. That's so awesome. And does he have children? Does
1: he No kids. No kids. No, yeah. his him and his lovely wife Tosca have many dogs. <laughs> That's awesome. And Tosca is same thing. She sings, she ice skates. Uh she she did a competitive ice skating thing and she won in her age category. And you know, it just it yeah. is really cute and she's just a love. So yeah. they're both just awesome. Just
0: Isn't that fun to see? All four of our kids are incredibly artistic and our oldest does videography and photography and a lot of art projects. Um, our second son is a is a musician and mm-hmm. just a brilliant, brilliant musician. He writes, he orchestrates, he um, produces, he plays multiple instruments. Bass is his main instrument. Um, Um, And so he's just very brilliant. Our daughter, one of our daughters is a tap dancer and she teaches and she's been dancing since she was three. And it's just so lovely to see her continue on Mm -hmm. in that. And now she's (coughs) teaching as well as, you know, uh, running her husband's company. And so she does a lot. And then our other daughter, she has this beautiful heart for um um, for hospice, hospice, for the yeah. hospice community. But she also does calligraphy, mm. and she does amazing calligraphy. There's a little sandwich shop here in town. I don't even know if it's still there, but its menu was done by her. By her you okay. Know. And so um, we're just surrounded by all this art all the time. And, you know, I have watched as each one of them have um, gone through you know, waves, of, and flows ebbs and of, flows of of, of, mm-hmm. of super creativity, also of disappointment. Mm-hmm. As have I, as has yeah. my husband. You know, that's the nature, the heart of the artist, is to feel. Right. You know, the heart of the artist feels. Right. And, and we <laughs> just feel everything. Everything. And we want everybody to know how much we're feeling. <laughs> But I think that that is, that is what at the heart of the artist brings to the table, mm-hmm. is just an exploration of emotions. And the idea is that you help other people tap into those emotions, mm-hmm. even if they're somebody who we all know people who seem to be emotionalless. Yes, you know <laughs> they seem to be. They seem to be emotionless. Yeah, and um, they seem to not be able to to find any sympathy, let alone empathy. Right, and yet. Uh, they can be moved by a song yeah. or a painting. And the truth of the matter is, is when you present your stuff out there, you don't know who is going to be touched. A couple of weeks ago, somebody posted on Instagram, a a, a, a gratitude towards my oldest son for some light, lighting work that he did on an art installation that she put up. And she just gushed over him. Nice, And you know, I said, well, why didn't you? Why didn't you tell me about you know what you were doing in this? And he goes, oh, I don't "I'm know. just I'm just a cog." I mean, basically, yeah. I'm just. it, well, it is what it is. How many times?
1: How many times have you been in a show, or have I been in a had a gig, and yeah. people say, "Well, why don't you? Why don't you go to Hollywood?" Well, no. Why? <laughs> why don't you tell anybody right. that you're? You know? Why don't Performing. you tell me? I'm like, I don't know. I don't. You've heard me sing thirty times. Do you really want to? Go I'm to again. Sequoia and... <laughs> See, hear me again? I don't. I don't know. Sequoia is a lovely bar here, by the way, that has a little Oh yeah. Stage, I don't mean anything bad. I don't mean anything bad about Sequoia. No, I just mean it's just, that's, that's a performance
0: venue. That's that's nearby. where we would always yeah.
1: play. And it's like the person has been there twenty times already. Do they really want to come and hear me again? Uh, yeah, wah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And
0: <coughs> I sometimes feel the same way. And then when I do reach out and invite people to come, then see
1: me then it's scary. Then it's
0: scary. Oh. And you, you're, you're afraid of what they might think, but also your feelings get hurt when they don't show up. Yeah,
1: there's that. Um,
0: again, that's the heart of the artist. Mm-hmm. Our feelings are so intertwined well, and, with and one another and with the relationships that we have.
1: And what's interesting is that that's kind of what <clears throat> we're trying to do here at this school. Yeah. <laughs> is to get people, you know, arts education is is proven to help those things um, um, flourish flourish in in humans. Empathy, sympathy, tolerance, understanding, seeing more of the big picture. Arts education has been proven to help develop those characteristics and those qualities in human beings. And so on the one hand, you know, like you're just saying, we feel and we're blah, blah, and sometimes it's really hard. On the other hand here that's kind of what we're trying to do is is you know there's a there's a balance there but you know we're trying to help those things develop right. in 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 people. That's right. that's why we want music and art and dance and lighting and all all the things, you know, yeah. making bug tables. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know. And you know, that's
0: exactly why I do what I do. I go into schools and I teach theater to to groups of students that aren't They don't necessarily want what I'm there to teach. They have never been exposed to Mm -hmm. what I've been there to teach. But honestly, that's what being a student is, is you go to school so that you can learn something you didn't know before you got there. Right. right? Hopefully. Hopefully. And um, so that's what I do. And a lot of kids are like, I don't want to do this. Well, do you want to do science? Do you want to do math? Do you want to do history? You don't necessarily want to do every single thing. Right. that you have to do every moment of your school day. Right. right, Um, But the hope is that when you finish the first grade, second grade, ninth grade, twelfth grade, mm-hmm. when you finish that, that you have learned something about not only the subject, but learned something about yourself. Right, and
1: maybe, and maybe you're, you've you got a little more of a, a well-rounded worldview. Right. You know, maybe you come out with having a little more um, understanding about other people and that, you know, we're we are we all tend to kind of be in our little bubbles, and I think education is 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 one of the important things. Is to expose people to you know, hey, there's other people on another continent that have a whole other kind of ex- existence. You know, how do we how do we bring all that kind of worldview into our scope?
0: And you you, you know, and speaking of that, you know, in like the fourth or fifth grade, they have they have stories that in their in their, you know, reading books. They have these reading books that are filled with stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, every one of the stories is, you know, teaches them something different. But in, I think it's the fifth grade, I think around fourth or fifth grade, they start learning about cultures. Well, they're always learning about cultures in other countries from the time they're in kindergarten. But they start reading some very um, integral stories and detailed stories Mm -hmm. about cultures in, you know, other countries. Um, and there's one thing about reading about somebody, there's another thing about touching the fabric right. of, of, a, of a piece of clothing that they might wear, or eating some food that you've never had before because it's a part of a different culture, or listening to music. Mm-hmm. It just really touches all the senses. And uh, I remember when we were in, when I was in Malawi, Africa, a, a decade ago you know a group of us went to this school and hung out with these students and then halfway through the school day they dismissed them to just hang out with us go for a walk with us ask us any question they wanted to talk what, to yeah. us
1: what a what a great learning experience for those students right
0: and you know there were some people in our group that were like oh yeah we're here you know to just tell them all about the virtues of america But honestly, that's not what they wanted to know. They want to know you. They wanted to know me, and they wanted to know, you know, what the weather was like in America. Mm -hmm. They wanted to know what kinds of food we ate. They wanted to know about the culture. And this was at a time when, like, No Child Left Behind was still very, very prevalent here in our schools. Mm -hmm. To a large degree, No Child Left Behind has kind of been left behind because it really (laughs) wasn't test-oriented sort of mm-hmm. education model. But, um, you know, here in America, I just thought, can you imagine a, a classroom being let go
1: halfway through the day just to hang out with a group of people well, from Africa? So this isn't quite la- that way, but I'm going to interject this. My husband uh has been a school photographer for years and years and years and i don't know if you're familiar with the montessori model i am okay so i was not familiar i had heard of montessori yeah i i actually thought montessori was a more religious type of of schooling i didn't know that would be monastery yeah yeah right right (laughs) but montessori Montessori. yeah and so i remember driving with john and going to a photo shoot with him. This was some years ago. Um, and we drove up to this little school in on the Central Coast. Ram. And we drove up and there were two little kids out in the front climbing a tree with cement underneath and flowers. And the tree wasn't a huge tree. And the, there were two little kids hanging off the tree. And my first thought was, like, oh, my God. And in the Montessori, like, let the kid climb the tree. Wow. Like, let the kid climb the tree. Wow. And it was okay for the kids to climb the tree. Yeah, yeah. In in any kind of public school, there is no way those kids would be allowed to climb a tree. Right. Right? Right. Just none. In fact, they would get, I remember getting a the phone call. They would get in trouble. They would get in and, trouble. Yeah. And and that was my first experience of a different kind of a, of a learning, holistic. holistic learning model. And then, right. of course, when we went into the school and I talked to the owner who's been a really good friend of John's for years and years and just kind of got an understanding of, of what that teaching model is all about, It it kind of reminds me of that. Let the kids go. Let them get to know you guys. Right. That in itself is they're probably gonna learn more in two hours wandering around with you guys exactly. than they are sitting in the dumb from classroom. Any <laughs>
0: textbook.
1: Right. From any textbook.
0: Right. And you know, I remember one of the questions, you know, we here in America, we we honestly think that it is our job to just make everybody, you know, do things our way. Right. I mean, we are that's why we go to war for heaven's sake, is to is to make sure that another country behaves exactly like we do. Do. Right. Because we think that our yeah. democracy is the very best way to do things. Well, I'm sorry, but democracy is kind of a problem here in America right now. Right now it and, is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we just need to model what it means to be really good people and then that will draw other people towards us as opposed to telling them what they should do and this is what we do with students is we tell them what they should know what they should Mm -hmm. learn
1: how they should learn how they should be right we make us to
0: getting acquainted with
1: them and figuring out what their bents are right right and And um, how they should be learned and what their strengths are right and so I remember talking
0: with one of these children in Africa, and, um, and, and we talked about higher education. And at one point, this little girl said to me, I just want to understand about America. And she said, everybody in America has the opportunity to go to college, right? And I said, yeah, I mean, it can be expensive. It can be, you know, but yes, for the most part, everybody has an opportunity to pursue learning as high as they want to go. Mm -hmm. And she said, so everybody has the opportunity and they choose not to?
1: Mm, Interesting.
0: I mean, she was just... She was just shocked that to learn that not everybody wants to be educated, right. and you know that looks different. Like we just said about a person's bent, about a person's well, creativity, and it, what education is to you, right. may look different than it is to me. But you choose not to,
1: right? Well, and I think too, you know, I I have examples of people in my in my life that I think because of how they grew up. And because of maybe not being confident, doing that is scary, right. and and so it's been a it's been there's been a roadblock there because inside their own self, <clears throat> there's roadblocks to oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do that or I struggled in school, early on I won't be able to per, you know yeah um, do it now yeah. do it now I have um, one person in my life, not a close close friend but I remember a story of them. Wanting to be a nurse Mm -hmm. and getting into, you know, the math Mm -hmm. that you have to do. Mm -hmm. And it just, they were done. And they just, they stopped. They gave up because, and I like, well, you could have gotten a tutor. You could have gotten help just to get through those, you know. No, I just, mm -mm. and they just stopped. Pursuing something that they probably would have been a fabulous nurse, but that just, you know. And so I think inside too, People have roadblocks of they're just they think they can't do it, and I, I, I would love to figure out what that formula is for people to to you know you could just take this pill and all those roadblocks <laughs> will go away, you know. And my I want own, that for myself. I want that for myself, right? Uh, you know, just give me this little pill that will just open up my my mind. And and hi Elvis, this is our our kitties our here visiting cats, us. Hi you? honey. Yeah. So um, yeah. Creativity, following your following your dreams and your desires and trying new things and um, all that is a beautiful thing. It's and, beautiful. And you know, this, this young girl in Malawi,
0: uh, as she was talking to me about college, the other thing sh- that she said to me which has really just, you know, it just penetrated my heart and my head. And she said, Elvis, don't jump up here and change the dials. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very bad um, cat. <laughs> Um, I thought that she said that she wanted to come to America. I thought that those were the words that came out of her mouth. And I said, you want to come visit us? And she said, no. Why would I want to go there? She said, look at what I have here. Mm. I have... I have that, that, this lake, I have this mountain that I can climb every single day. Why do I want to go there when I have all this? This is a girl who in their school they sit shoulder to shoulder crisscross on cement floors with little notebooks and a nub of a pencil. right, right. <coughs> And they have to write down every single thing the teacher writes on the very old chalkboard because they don't have school books. Right. And the classrooms don't have windows. And there is literally nothing in the classrooms except a big square room with cement floors and a chalkboard up front. And um, And yet, when you say, do you want to come to America? She's like, why would I want to go there? Look at everything I have here. And to see her have so much appreciation for that which she does have. And I I think about the mentalities here. I talked with somebody not too long ago who just cried because the Hallmark movies are now portraying gay love. There's gay couples oh in Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> and and this person just started sobbing because, well, what am I gonna watch? <laughs> and, and honestly, here's the thing: is if, and this is not this is not like a 21-year-old, you know, this is an older mm-hmm. person. And I just thought, gosh, if you can look at You know, I mean, most of the Hallmark movies are like people who are about 30, 31 and leaving their big jobs in the city to find love in some you know, a little park on, on a farm. On a farm somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, really, if it wasn't for the the kissing at the end, it's how is it any different than a horror movie? You leave the big city, you go to a farm, somebody manipulates you and talks you into leaving your job right. and loving them for the rest of your life. Hello, that's a horror movie. All you need is a couple of chainsaws and you know And there you go and, and some princess. and some ketchup. It's a ketchup and it's the exact same script. And, but it's so That's funny hilarious. to me oh. that you can look at 30-something-year-olds in a Hallmark movie mm-hmm. and be moved and cry at the end and cheer because this man and this woman have fallen in love and this woman has given up everything
1: that she thought she wanted. What does and and, man and give? Ten, 10 years later, she'll be resentful. Well, we don't we show them. Ten don't years show later. them <laughs> we don't show
0: them. We just show the kids at the end. <laughs> so. And so you can identify as a 60-year-old woman you Mm -hmm. can identify with that 30 year old Mm -hmm. and cheer for them but if it's a gay couple you can't identify with that love and just cheer for them right and so it's so funny to me how some people are so locked into their little bubble that they can't see the joy and love and empathy and you know life that that is happening outside of their bubble. Right. You know, and that's what art does.
1: That is art what art does. It opens your heart and mind. It absolutely to does. To other bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be open to other bubbles. I want to experience, you know, other people's experiences and and you know, I and I mean, I feel like I feel like here in 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 our bubble, yeah. We've got a lot of little bubbles. Yeah. You know, but even that you know i mean there's a lot of things that i don't know i have no experience i've never talked to certain groups of people i don't there's a lot of things i don't know and you know i need to own that that you know mm-hmm. i might i might bump into somebody who has a completely different experience of life than i have had and Instead of being like, oh, I, w- I would want to go, oh, tell me about that. I, w- I would want to know about that, you know. So. And even
0: last night I was sitting with one of the um, choir members and I said, I wonder if our choir is a little bit too white. <laughs> and, you know, wouldn't it be fun to, I don't know how to break through that particular mm-hmm. bubble and get more people from different cultures yep. to come be a part of. Of this, yeah, of this choir, you know, because it is, it is kind of a, you know, an a, an older white crowd, you know. That, it is, and yeah. the audience isn't necessarily that, right? But the
1: choir is, and so it would be awesome to to, to see it be more diverse. Yeah, yeah, would I, awesome I would to, agree. Yeah, I would agree. Uh You know, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how – I mean, I put it out there on – Of course. And anyone is welcome. Of course. And I – you know, everyone and anyone is welcome. Yeah. So um, I think it just – it just I think maybe lends itself more to older folks. And a lot of the people were students here. Right. You know, right. and so I think it's just kind of morphed into that and them inviting their friends and, yeah. and so – And that's um, exactly what happens
0: is that we do sort of, you know – we, we do sort of make these connections and then those connections make connections and that kind of thing. So it's just a matter of, mm-hmm. of making sure that we're never closing doors. Absolutely. To any kind of, you know, any anyone people out to anyone yeah. outside of our culture. Yeah. And, and sometimes that can be a little, and sometimes those kinds of things happen organically, mm-hmm. um, a cultures blending and whatever mm-hmm. happens organically. Sometimes you have to make an effort to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, in this particular neighborhood that we're in, it's a very diverse community. Absolutely. And so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a curiosity, a little bit of a curiosity as mm-hmm. to why. Um, we are as white as we are, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know what, how else to say well, that. Well, yeah, I mean, that um, is true. <laughs> because we we, sh- we could be a little bit more diverse. Yeah. But that's the thing is that that is what the beauty of music is and the beauty of theater mm-hmm. and the beauty of art. Yep. There is no color. There is no age. There is no, um, you know, there's no sexism. There's no, it's just it's just, you are. yeah. And an artist just is. And a piece of art just is. right? And I have this beautiful, beautiful to me, painting that hangs in my house. And, you know, I remember the first time my grandson saw it, he just looked at it and he said, that man isn't going to get me, is he? And he saw this, I don't know, kind of, scary element in it. He saw this ominous sort Mm -hmm. of—and me, I see just a whole bunch of—I just see this sympathetic character. Okay. You know? Um, And I may have even talked about this piece of art, but I'll I'll share it again. It's a picture of a um, Pyrex bakeware. Okay. Old-fashioned, nineteen-sixties, like Pyrex mm-hmm. baking pan, right? Yeah. With a little blue design or yep. green design I, around I, the edge I of can it, see right? it. Yeah, okay. um, I think this one's white, probably, but it's inside of a microwave. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, we have talked about this. Yeah, and the mi- and it's all upside down. Yeah, so the Pyrex is upside down. Um, and but down in the corner, sitting right side up in the painting, is this homeless man, right with a little hood, over right? Him, okay? So when I saw it, I just burst out crying because I just thought, gosh, there are things that are so um, are so accessible to mm-hmm. so many of us. Mm-hmm. food, warmth, whatever. And here's this little homeless man sitting inside of a microwave m- m- just inches from food right. and comfort right. and he can't even reach it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And so I was just kind of so moved by this thing. And you know, I just thought gosh, if you were actually literally in a microwave, this is something that obviously could kill you, right?
1: <laughs> right. So
0: I see something so beautiful and so moving. And in this someone movie. else seen something and else. And my grandson mm-hmm. might see something that's a little bit scary. Yeah. But you know what? That is the thing about art. That's right. It stirs your emotions. Absolutely. And that's what we want. And you know what? Who are we to say what those emotions are? All we do is put it out in the world. Absolutely. And then if somebody hates it, that's okay. That's okay, because it's not our job. It's not our job to tell them <clears> how to receive it. It's our job to
1: to put it out there. Right. Well, so on that note, yeah. At ten thirty this morning, I am going to go and participate in a piece of art, a photographic art. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're going to be dressed. Let's let's be clear. I am going
1: to be dressed. Along with my sister and my 104-year-old grandmother. So I'm going to do a commercial for this company. They're called Enchanted Fairies. And for a Christmas gift, uh, this last past Christmas, my daughter-in-law bought a photo shoot, a sitting, for me, my sister, and my 104-year-old grandmother to go <laughs> to this place that traditionally is set up for children, okay children to dress up like fairies and be in this set of fairyland so we've all seen these pictures of little babies yes inside of a little and maybe toddlers and uh (laughs) And so (laughs) me and my sister and our grandmother are going to go dress up like fairies and go be in a photo shoot and it's hilarious because my grandmother does not want to (laughs) go And you said commercial? They're going to use these? Well, no. I'm just giving a commercial oh, to Enchanted them. Fairies. Okay. okay and okay. they've been they've been lovely in accommodating our insane schedule, <laughs> and and trying to get us in there. And so today's the day. We're finally going to do it. And so uh, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> I love but it. But it will be art. It will be something that will be we can cherish forever. Because, you know, when you're 104, I'm not sure how many more years you got left. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think she's got a couple more in her. Yeah. You know, um, I met some, well someone last night in choir said that her grandmother was 105. So, yeah. hey. So, yeah, um, that's what we're going to go do right
0: now. That is so awesome. Isn't that fun? That is so awesome. And you know what? These... I don't know what their business plan was when they started their little business. Right. I don't know if they followed somebody else's business plan, or if they got an idea and they followed it. Somebody got an idea. Let's dress babies and toddlers up like fairies. Yeah.
1: And take 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 their pictures. Yeah. And let's do older people Uh, too. (laughs) I I don't think we were in their business plan, but here we are.
0: Well, and like we talked about last week. You had this idea that you were going to be a famous singer. You are going to be a pop star. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work out. But now you have a daughter with whom you sing Mm -hmm. and spread joy. And who knows where that's going to go. And you just never know when you're open to to your business plan changing, to your creative plan changing, to following your bliss, to um, just following the 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 breadcrumbs wherever they may lead Mm -hmm. and uh so these people are just following their bliss absolutely what brings them joy and now you and your sister and your 104 year old grandmother
1: are going to be the subjects yes that little girls dream exactly exactly so i'll let you know how it goes next time that's (laughs) awesome all right well I think we've come to the end of our time. I'm going to go back and see what just went on with the computer. I don't know what happened, folks, but we'll, I don't know. We may leave in a little blip or we may end up editing it out. We probably will, yeah. Yeah. However
0: it goes, we just want you to know that we love you and we're thinking about you. Absolutely. The reason we do this podcast is that we believe that just kind of addressing the things that are in our hearts and minds Mm -hmm. um, make us better people. Yep. And so we yep. dance
1: with our skeletons. We do. We dance with them. We dream about them. We, <laughs> all of it. So. We never keep them in a closet. We never <laughs> keep them in the closet, people. So, All, all right. right.
0: Have a great day.
1: You too.